Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released every Friday, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me today is a special guest host, Brendan. What's going on, Brendan? Hey, how's it going? This is uh, hey. Brendan Beal. Brendan Beal. Brendan Beal. <laughs> so, Brendan Beal, I feel like that we should just refer to you with both names. <laughs> uh, moving forward, and so Brendan Bill, tell us a, a little bit about you and and uh, your background in gaming. You know, if you if you had five minutes or less, could you put it into a nutshell? I definitely could. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, then right you now, may. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, right yes, now, yes. I'm the esports head coach at the University of Montevallo, um, and so I think we'll uh, we'll get into that pretty heavily later. But uh, I've been gaming. Yeah, I've been gaming my whole life. Um, some of my favorite games are from uh, Super NES days. I played on NES, but uh, Final Fantasy stuff, some Street Fighter, um, other role-playing games, Zelda, and definitely, definitely Metroid. And we had the Super Metroid, I know, that you mentioned, uh, which we will also get to uh, later. Um so, in terms of like you're you're in charge or the coach for esports, uh, what are we? What are we? What games are we playing as as coach? Let us know, Coach Brendan Beal. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're on the Coach Beal Discord, you could get all this info too. So keep that in mind. People. There you it'll go. Be the, it'll be yes. in the links below. I don't know if that's a, a real that's, thing, but let's say it will it. be a thing on this one. <laughs> um yeah we are playing league of legends uh that's probably our most competitive game then we are also playing fortnite and overwatch and that's a that's a new announcement from the peach belt there our conference we're in breaking news yeah breaking beep 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 yes that's right (laughs) breaking news and uh yeah that's awesome you know and and uh uh, you know, for those that are listening, I, I I help very little with this particular team, but I do have kind of I, I do have an inside track, I guess, to an extent. But I but the, I was not aware of that uh, news, so that's that's pretty yeah. cool. Yes, um, yes, yeah, you news. are part of the structure, Stacey. Oh yeah, so I am. I have put it on my resume at least, so or on my Vita. It's it's there. Good. <laughs> it's there anyway. <laughs> uh, it just it will it will uh, you know and and to me it's a passion I, I can't wait to help it in any way that I can um, and I think esports is something exciting and we are going to get to it later uh, in yes. our main topic but so much to uh, talk but about. in this first segment I'd like yeah we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of VR we've talked about it on the show and Amanda and I both have a similar uh, view on it but having gotten a chance to use a little bit of VR and uh, mm-hmm. with you actually um, I don't know that it's changed my view but it I have I mean it has changed my view to a certain extent I'm definitely not a huge naysayer um, uh, but like I said we'll get to that uh, yeah. but first I want to talk about like what are we playing so what what have you been playing lately 
Well, I don't know if this will come as a surprise, but I have played something that's kind of new. Um, so, uh, that is a that surprise is, to me. Yeah. <laughs> me too, me too. But out of, <laughs> out of nowhere, my brother, my uh, older brother, who's responsible for a lot of the games I've played for the last 30 years, uh, sent me Magic the Gathering Arena, a link to that, and it's free to download, free to play mostly. Um and so I've been playing some old Magic the Gathering the last couple of weeks online uh, and just putting decks together. I don't know if you played it much. Just the card game I have. I've Like yeah. the old school one 20 years ago I played. Yeah, yeah, that's mostly what, what I've played too. Uh, there was one little game maybe years ago that was not a proper online game um, that I played. But no, this has been a reintroduction to Magic cards. Um, and they, they treat you with kid, kid gloves because there's a lot of new abilities or whatever they're calling the cards, you know. Um, and I am slowly learning some of the new ones. But uh, it, it's it's a game that to me has been like a bicycle. I've like been able to pick it back up really quickly. Uh, and I've, I've enjoyed it a lot the past couple of weeks. I've, I've seen it. I've considered downloading it, but I don't think they have a mobile version. And so the only way I could play it is on my computer. If right. I'm not mistaken, that that's correct. Yeah, I'm gonna so, guess. Yeah, that's all I've played it on. Yeah, I, I don't think they have a mobile version. That's the only reason I haven't downloaded it yet because I, I just I haven't been sitting at my computer long enough to remember to do it. I loved Magic. I mean, I I I, I had some really, <laughs> you know, I had some I had some really good cards and uh, spent a lot yeah. of money on packs and had no idea what I was doing. You know, uh, I was the kind of person that really put together my decks based on my favorite colors, had nothing to do with the cards. Um, not be, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a, a, a sports fan picking their favorite team because of their uniform. Um, yeah. And but I, I got the gist, you know, I mean, the, the white and the white magic and the black magic had very specific purposes and themes. I, I was a big fan of the blue green decks. Um, and, and, uh, but, but again, those were two of my favorite colors. I also liked the cards that happened to be included in those, but, um, but just the, the, the resource management component of that, I, I never really got the grasp of it, like how to balance a 30 card deck. I think that was about the limit, right? Or 50, or you could have as many as you wanted up to 50 or something. I don't know what the rules are. They've changed it. I think it's been 40 at times, but 60 will, was the, like the average deck. And so that's what they said in this game, especially. Wow, that's a lot of cards. But a lot yeah. of it is your mana, right? So Yeah, 23 or 24. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But well. uh, but that has been, yeah, it's been cool. Um, I haven't played too much of it, and I haven't invested one dime yet. Um, but it's been fun to, like, put some decks together. And you know what? It plays like I've seen uh, you play Hearthstone. And I've never played Hearthstone, but I seeing do. you play it. Seen you play it a few times, yeah. Um, it plays a lot faster in that Hearthstone style, I guess. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you've watched me. I've got a perfect record uh, while you've watched me. I am 04. Um, <laughs> every time. <laughs> yeah, you need to get me back, yeah, every <laughs> back in your corner. <laughs> I know. Well, and, and the thing is, is I'd go on a string of winning, but definitely not when I was playing around you. So. Hmm. I don't know what the deal is. I'm going to blame you for that. Um, you were not my good luck charm. You were not my good luck charm. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I've actually been playing um, Wizards Unite, the Harry Potter uh, oh, okay. game. And 
And uh, I was in D.C. for a work trip. And, and so while I was there, I have a, another buddy that was really big into Pokemon Go for a while. And uh, he still is. And that's kind of how he gets a lot of his exercise is he'll walk around town and get all the stops and nice, yeah. uh, an, ar- an armored Mewtwo or <laughs> while he's at it, if he, ha- if he can. Um, and, and, uh, but anyway, he said he had downloaded this and it's made by the same, uh, the, the same game company, uh, Niantic, I guess is the, is the uh, Pokemon go right. uh, designer. And, um, I, I was thoroughly impressed with the depth of the game. Like it is, the mechanics are it is it is a much deeper game than Pokemon Go. Really? However, <laughs> yes, I mean the, there there's a number of I mean there's just so much to it uh, in terms of like the the different items and collectibles and and uh, you know the spells that you learn and and so on. Um, okay. it, I think that uh, from a an entry level game, Pokemon Go is definitely your go to. I mean, on a game that's similar in nature, uh, gotcha. there is a lot to this game. There are a lot of a lot of moving parts, and like I said, it's a much deeper mechanically game uh, for a free to play, downloadable mobile game. It's I was thoroughly impressed. Really, um, I there were some things that I wish that that they did for you based on like I uh, you know. Blame it on BuzzFeed. I wish they had like some sort of questionnaire or some kind of personality or you put on the sorting hat and it puts you into a house. Mm. But you get to pick your house. You get to pick a lot of things. You pick your wand. And, you know, I mean, if anybody's a fan of Harry Potter, they know, well, that's not canon. The wand picks you, sucker. You know, right. you don't pick your wand. So, um, <laughs> but that's just the nerd. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, are- other than those few... Yeah, other than those things, I was I was very impressed with the game and uh, got a lot of uh, a lot of enjoyment or a few hours anyway while I was uh, while I was on the road. Uh, have no idea what what I did or what to do. Have no idea what the point of the game is or like what the ultimate theme is. Um, I was about because to say, what a, is like a, the end game? <laughs> I don't have any idea. I I do not have any idea. I know that uh, you know you have to eat. You have to go to these houses or like you know to eat, and the eating gives you energy for to cast spells, and that's kind of like your Pokeballs in in Pokemon Go. Um, right. You only have so many spells, and once you have spells, you have to you know wait and go to these houses. Once they you know every four minutes, you can go back to the house, and and it's just like a Pokestop. Um, anyway, I was impressed. It was uh, it was a good game, and that's really the only. That's really the only game I've I've been playing lately. That's that's not World of Warcraft, and uh, and uh, that's that's just it's that's just the grind that it's always been. Um, yeah, but it's it's is still fun. Is is World of Warcraft something you've played, uh, gone back to frequently for for years? Almost fi- for fifteen years. Yes, it'll be fifteen yeah, years okay. this year that I've played Warcraft. Now I have taken a few, uh, you know months off here and there where I've canceled and I said, I'm not going back. And, and then I go back, um, yeah. <laughs> which is the sign of an addiction, I believe, but I'm not sure. Uh, they, pull, uh, they pull you back they, in. They pulled me back in. You know, I've bought every, I've bought every expansion. Uh, I've pre-purchased every expansion. I've been there right on, um, you know, on day one. Uh, I, I've, I've just, I've gotten a lot of pleasure out of that game. It's been fun. And, and, uh, and it's been a, 
15 years of my life. It's just crazy to think of. I don't even like talking about it really. Um, but it, it's still fun. Yeah. So I go back to that. Uh, I still, I still play my, my, it's the second character I ever rolled. So, uh, the first character I rolled wow. was a, uh, was an orc. No, a Tauren, which this may mean nothing to you, but, um, of all the races, you've got Horde and Alliance. The first character I ever rolled was a Tauren shaman, which is kind of like a, the cow people. Okay. And it's like a big bull with horns. And uh, they're very much like native native people, Native American. Like I guess if you were to associate them with a culture, that would be the closest culture you could associate them. You know, on Earth, um, yeah. they're very they're very much tied to the Earth and the and the and the and the world around you. And and I just I dug that from a role playing standpoint. I was like, I, I like that. You know, they're they're peaceful enough, but you know, they're also the most powerful strength wise of all the characters. So. Um, we've even done an episode where we talked about how your, your, uh, MMO character kind of speaks about you or what it says about you based on how you play and the role you pick. And I think that says a lot of, about how, who I am is, is why I picked that particular character. Well, the sec, the very first expansion came out and, and, uh, I rolled another shaman this time with the Alliance is Draenei and they call them uh, the, the derogatory term for them. I think it's space goat. Uh, in the game, uh, basically they're blue and they've got tentacles on their face and they speak in kind of an Eastern European accent and they've got hooves. Um, it sounds like that was just word soup, but that's a real thing. What I just said. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it all flashed before my eyes a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, they're blue tentacles on the face, hooves, mm. um, by Bi- bipedal if, if, uh, for the English yeah. and, and the Australians out there. Um, and they're not, but anyway, they're not what did you hear me? They're not the Toran, the, uh, like the indigenous people, they're the bulls. Is that what we're talking? Yeah, they are. No, well, the, 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 they are different. Those are two different races. Yeah. It's a lot to keep up with. They have hooves as well. So yeah. Okay. That's what got, it was the hooves. It was the hooves. (laughs) <laughs> Both have hooves. One's just blue, and the other one has horns. And yeah, uh, it's a quick Google search. It should be safe, even for work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so th- I've been playing those two, and and uh, and that's about it. So uh, and that has taken about whatever time I've had. I've been playing that, but I'm looking forward to downloading that Magic game. I, I do want to try it out. So, yeah, well, uh, that brings us. Yeah, it, it's one I want to download for sure. I, I definitely want to download it. But um, well, that brings us to our news segment, and uh, I don't know if you had any news ready. I, I have one piece that I'd like to share, but I, if I was wanting to give you an opportunity if you had anything uh, that you wanted to share now, well, and and unless you wanted to save whatever we kind of discussed uh, for for the main topic. Right. Yeah. You know, so much. Who knows? I I know this is unorthodox because I've heard the podcast a few times, Stacy. But uh, I don't yeah. really have as much as much news um, that would fit the usual category. But I did see a very recent movie in the theater that blew my mind, Ooh. and I feel like it's always nice to share. Okay. Okay. And the movie is Midsummer. Are you familiar with this? Oh, it's a movie that I will never see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend it, really. But 
It, um, I went in totally, <laughs> I went in absolutely blind to the movie. I had just knew, seen the name and I knew that at some point a woman wears like some flowers in her hair and that's all I knew. And so you thought I it was feel, just some hippy dippy movie. You know what? I turned to my friend, but even in like an hour in and I said, is this, is this like a, she's going to discover herself and it's going to be some nice movie with the heart and you know, everything's great. Nope. And, <laughs> not at all. Not in the least bit. No, that takes a hard turn down into the Mariana's Trench. Yes, it does. It does. But there are some funny, I don't know if purposeful, funny, if purposeful comedy, but uh, we laughed out loud a few times and um, it really, <laughs> it blew our minds in some ways. So I would recommend for the uh, for the people who don't mind seeing absolutely insane shit. <laughs> yeah, go for it, it. Eleven out of ten, <laughs> yes. only for the most insane. Yes, yes. Yeah. that's all my yeah, news. So though. I'm not going to see it. <laughs> yeah, I I've, I watched an Angry Joe uh, review of the movie, <laughs> and uh, and I because I just enjoy his commentary on things. He he he, he comes in with a. Uh, just a, a a a very raw and passionate uh, take on things, and he and he knows his stuff, you know, uh, in terms of gaming. But I was interested in kind of what he thought because he he tries to be objective, and he really laid it out there for that movie. And you know, it was a spoiler uh, cast too, and I was like, great, because I'm not going to see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know, he he explained like all of the kind of the twists and the turns and the the gratuitousness of some of the violence and uh, you know, yes. the, the fact that the whole thing is off putting as it's done in the daytime, like everything is daylight, yes. uh, which just adds a little bit to the whole thing, I think, w- or would if I ever watched it, which I won't. So <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I can stress that enough. I don't know if I've, if, if, if you know me well enough at this point to know that horror things are not my thing. <laughs> Yeah. Anything where, where I could be startled or scared is like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm half the same yeah. way, but sometimes I do <laughs> like getting freaked out by, by movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's a particular type of movie and that's not the one. Um, maybe something like I, I watched uh, sinister was good, but I have to watch it with people. It's like I need my that's that's where I need my safe spaces with other people that I know are on this journey with me, kind of like on a on a on a theme park ride. And I can talk to them later. It's like not something that I would watch alone for pleasure. Uh, You know, it's like, no, this isn't fun. No. Yeah. But uh, well, for me, the news uh, that I have is. I had seen an article and uh, I've seen it reported in a number of places, uh, but this uh, this is posted on uh, Tweaktown, which is a technology website. And I know I saw it on just like my Google feed uh, that GameStop is actually going to start transforming their stores into retro arcades. So they're they're basically going to turn some of their stores into land cafes uh arcades where you can go in and play and kind of hang out uh you know basically the games that they're selling for pennies or that they were making pennies on and or giving you pennies for um i think they're going to turn it into where you can come in there and and uh actually play and have uh maybe even have 
competitive session. So um, from the article, there is a quote from the press release that says, uh, together GameStop and RGA are developing and piloting new and streamlined physical store concepts, introducing new ways for gamers to try new titles before they buy the item and giving, and giving stores a unique layout and purpose that appeal to gamers. From store concepts that offer competitive sessions in homegrown e-leagues to locations that sell strictly retro gaming software and hardware, GameStop will pilot the new store concepts in a select market to present something new to players, both old and new, and searching for experiences in gaming beyond the console. So uh, rebranding, I guess, really is what they're going to try to do to just to stay afloat and stay alive. Um, so how much they've hemorrhaged their, money? How much of their business do you think will be now arcade compared to the whatever they were doing recently. Oh, I'm, I'm willing to bet that, uh, that 50% or more is, wow. is what they're going to try to go for here. Well, just because when the way things are going and with, with, uh, the digital marketplace, which I, which I'm not a fan of necessarily. Oh, I've heard you and uh, Daniel talk piece. about it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are, we are not, uh, we are not especially fond of it. Uh, well, especially for retro gamers, you know, I mean, the whole thing that they're built around is the is the tangible hard copy of a game. And they, these companies are going to digital piecemeal games. You know, they're taking their games, they're breaking them apart, they're selling them to you in pieces, sometimes selling you a game that's not even completed. And and when they turn off the servers or they're no longer they're no longer attached, you know, you're not tethered to any of their systems or their servers and they and they cut it off. Well, then you lose your game. And and um, you know, I think that's that's harder for me. And and you've heard this spiel if you've heard Daniel and I talk about it. But it's it's just harder for me to accept uh, across the board as that being the way that it is. Uh, just because I I like having the I like being able to go play those games whenever I want to. And that's not always that's not going to be the way that it is. Um, I don't think they're going away for good. At least not anytime soon. But they're definitely pushing it, and and, uh, and I don't like it. Yeah, I uh, I I have to agree with you with the losing access to a game because that's that's a nightmare scenario. That really sucks, losing a ton of games or something like that. But I um, yeah, I sometimes think of digital goods being a good thing in general. But I don't know if that's a I don't know how popular that is with gamers. Well, I think that for some, I mean, I know some hardcore gamers that are 100%. That's the way it is. Uh, Colin Moriarty, who is, used to be with Kind of Funny, I still follow him and, and, and look at some of his. He's a great reviewer. I like his takes on things. Um, he's a big Metroidvania fan uh, of that genre. And um, he's he was all about digital and, and said that's the way of the future. That's the way it's going to be. Mm. <sighs> I at the, it, right off the bat, it was like I I just wanted to change for just for change's sake. I did not. I just didn't. I don't agree. You know. I, I think that we needed. I I like it as a convenience thing, and I've absolutely taken advantage of it. But I've also seen what Jim Sterling says and succumbed to because it is so convenient. I've impulse purchased things <laughs> that I have later regretted. And had I had to go get up and drive over to Best Buy or GameStop and hold that game in my hands, and just that particular hurdle to get over would have been enough for me not to buy Division 2. F.U. Division 2. Um, 
You know, I, it would have kept me from <laughs> from buying that game, yeah. and uh, and other games like that that I just have found. You know, as soon as as soon as I had to log in, uh, you know, I'm sure they're, everyone's tired of hearing me say, as soon as I had to log into Ubisoft's uh, and create a profile for them, I was like, man, this is this is absolutely not what I signed up for. I just want to plug in the game and play it. I I couldn't even get past that. And uh, so yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan, uh, but uh, so I continue to support the hard copies, and and I'm interested. I'll go to a GameStop, and uh, there there's a place I think a market for these retro land cafes. Uh, they sell coffee, and they give you a place to sit down and do tabletop gaming and all that stuff. I'm all for it. I'd I'd go hang out there. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, so, that those kinds of uh, I've seen bars like that. I've seen just yes, kind of ca- yeah. board game cafes um, in a lot of different cities, and so uh, I would love to see one in every city. Yeah, absolutely, and and that may cut down on. They may have to pool their resources, and you maybe can't have four Game Stops in a town like Tuscaloosa, mm. um, which I think we do. Um, but you need, you need but, eight, you know. You well, if you have four, why can't you have eight or ten? Um, there's not enough Game Stops, is what I meant to say. Uh, yeah. And uh, I need to be able to choose and pick and choose where I want to take my digital goods for them not to be able to, to purchase from me. Um, you know, I, I need to have choices. But uh, yeah, and I, so that's that's interesting. I'm looking forward to kind of see where this goes. I hope that they create one of these or or try it out in our market. But I doubt it. I think we're pretty small. I doubt it will make it here, but I hope that it kind of flourishes. I'm looking, I would look forward to seeing that. So let's hope so. Yeah. Well, all right. Oh yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Well, that brings us to our main topic, uh, which is kind of a hodgepodge of a few things. I, I really want to talk about, um, VR, but from a very specific standpoint, I want to get into esports a little bit. And then I kind of want to give you, or I want to get some information from you. I want to talk about speed running games. Um, that's a that's a topic we really haven't touched on, but it's something that that is uh, I would say I mean could could I say it's a passion of, of yours? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. So, so uh, where do you want to start? Yeah, uh, we can go and what how you just said it uh, with the VR, um, and we can talk VR. about we can talk about. I know you have some opinions on this, so maybe I should let you talk about the yeah uh, and then i know that you had some some surprises for me so um, i did at the very end i'll give it to you (laughs) okay okay good okay well um yes so with vr i i was of the mindset that vr is absolutely a flash in the pan not gonna be here for long i i did not think it, it was going to be a a a viable medium or mode of of uh gaming um yeah i thought it was a gimmick uh, and to a certain extent, I still think it only has a select in its current iteration. I think it really only has a very specific application. Um, however, the the limited use that I had uh, playing, uh, you know, playing with your system that you had, right. uh, and I only got to really try two games. Even the one that scared me and made me have to rip off my headset and and uh, involuntarily curse yeah um i uh i i i thought it was really cool it was very uh immersive you you know the the idea that i i could hear the little demon little people 
zombie, running behind me. Weird dog zombie, things. <laughs> yeah, dog things. They were running. They were the pitter-patter of their feet. I could hear it <laughs> as if they were standing there behind me, which I thought they were as I moved my feet. <laughs> but it was super immersive. And I... Uh, and, and, and from that perspective, I, I did, I, I enjoyed it. I kind of, I saw the draw. I could, I could see how this could be, uh, you know, something that you could kind of get lost in for a little while. There's no doubt about it. Um, so anyway, so that's, that's my hot take. My, my initial, uh, I guess where I am now. All right. So what do you think about VR? Uh, well, I've studied it for a while. I think, as you know, um, at the school but then i've also played with it a lot right right when it uh right when it came out commercially the first hdc vive um and so i think there are some limitations i do think you're right with this iteration of vr i think it needs to improve um, maybe even pretty significantly but i don't think it'll be another gap like we had in the 90s um, with all those movies coming out uh, and we thought VR was awesome and it ended up being, um, uh, what's that Nintendo? The, is it the virtual boy? The virtual boy that made everyone's eyes bleed. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, so that was VR, uh, <laughs> I guess. And so I don't think we'll have a disaster like that or, a, or a gap of a decade. Um, I do think we'll find it pretty soon. I think they'll keep pushing it, and um, it'll probably be some kind of untethered headset that's easy to use. I don't know what the, uh, the killer app, as they say, will be, but I think something will come along. I don't know the timeline, though. Maybe five years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe so. And and that, that might be where I get in on it, <laughs> Perhaps uh, I, I think it's still prohibitively expensive for me if I'm buying a system and I'm going to buy that, you know, unless I was getting like, I think the, uh, the PS4 version, but it's still a couple hundred dollars, isn't it? At least. At least. Um, and it might yeah. be, you know, one of the ones that doesn't even have as much of the content as some of the more expensive ones running off of a computer. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing. It's, you have to have a computer, you need space. And, and uh, I don't know, I, I'm, I, I enjoyed what I did, but yeah, it definitely has its limitations. Yeah. But, well, one of, one of the things I wanted to ask you though, on along these same lines is we've, we've discussed this, you know, offline, but um, there are some pretty cool ways that VR is being used just in everyday activity. So are can you can you tell the listeners maybe some of the ways that that uh, VR is actually used maybe as a game but but as, as something that beyond that goes beyond gaming you know some way that it's being used practically now in like day to day life. Yeah, well, and honestly, that's what I'm most interested in because I guess the games will be awesome at some point. Uh, There'll be the AAA games that everyone's talking about, but um, right now, though, yeah, I'm I like the training VR angle. And they're using it a lot in surgery and nursing, the medical field. They're they're way ahead of us, um, at least in the social sciences that I'm in. Uh, they're way ahead of us with with those types of training simulators, um, and they're using it in therapy as well. Um, uh, I see a lot of military work, uh, and they they pretty much ha- helped invent VR. So they they've been there since the beginning, and they're still testing it. 
um, and they use it a little bit for their their combat veterans coming back uh, from the combat zone and maybe they have PTSD and so they can recreate certain events but in a in a safe office and with professional psychiatrists and things like that and it evidently is um, at least one of the right now one of the most promising exposure therapies you can get into um but yeah it's still being tested it's it doesn't have final yeah. results but we'll probably know how it shakes out in five ten years and it's it, it seems pretty positive yeah yeah it does i mean based on what i've heard from you and i, and I can absolutely see the application and uh, especially in the social sciences putting people in in certain situations where it's it's more or less controlled and safe um, exposure therapy, I, I, I could see, I could see really interesting and, and, uh, beneficial applications for it. Um, maybe yeah. not final fantasy yet, but in, in, in other <laughs> areas no. of life where it, where it actually, uh, probably could do some good. I, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of really good applications for it. Um, so, yeah, but the, uh, the immersion, I think, is the biggest thing. That's its biggest asset, and that's what you really can't dispute of how, how much more immersive it is compared to similar mediums like regular gaming or movies or something like that. Um, but, the, of, co- and of course, that's the double-edged sword because we want to recreate uh, good scenarios, I guess, and it'll have positive effects on people, but then... Um, you know, like like you have experienced firsthand, maybe some of the horror stuff, and you could imagine where it could go from there. Uh, may not be good for people. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we, I, I'm I'm anxious to jump in and, and try it again. There's no doubt about it. I I just uh, so I have to come by your office. You absolutely should, and I'll put you through the the thing we always do first, and that's a height simulator. So, <laughs> ooh. Blah. Yeah, we'll try. That's the one I yeah. need to try. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yes. Uh, yes. There's some other there's some other VR developments too, and there's you know um, adjacent technologies like uh, 360 video is not quite VR. It's not a, it's not um, interactive, but it's still you can view it in a VR headset. And then augmented reality AR is a, an adjacent technology too. So they're kind of coming up with some of the same people working on this, the same stuff. Um, and who knows what the final product will be. Maybe it'll be some kind of merge of those. Maybe we'll just go straight to that chip implant that's on, on all the Black Mirror episodes or whatever. <laughs> that's right. We'll see. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we're probably not far from that. So welcome, welping, welcoming our uh, robot overlords. Um, <laughs> always, yeah. Always, yeah. All right, so um, the, our second kind of mini topic I wanted to cover, uh, having you on here uh, and having a very specific insight to esports, uh, just kind of how how is this going to play out? You know, this being a new team, what does esports entail? Do you have any kind of idea how you're going to roll out your program, uh, practice, uh, any of these things? You know, it's just more of a more of kind of a practical overview of what esports is really like from a firsthand perspective. Yeah, and this is what I've been eating and breathing um, every day for the past you know, few months or so. Um, and I love talking about it. I love thinking about it because it's wide open, Stacy. We are still creating as we go, which actually feels kind of cool um, because everyone will have input in it. But um, 
we will have yeah. practice three days a week. Uh, we will, um, we have about 15 players. We've signed 15 players. And so we actually have to stagger it because we don't have enough computers yet. Um, you know, which we, we are in a way we're an underdog cause we're coming in. We're very new. Uh, the university of Montevallo has never had an esports team. So we're the first team ever. Um, and, and so we don't have all the equipment set up. We're going to be a little, uh, a little slow adopting all these uh, whatever the best strategies are for running practice. Um, but it's also good though, cause we're investing in it. So I think we have a lot of, a lot of uh, really positive energy and a lot of people who just want to help out for free just to be associated with it. Um, because they, I think, I think that they believe will be, uh, one of the best programs on campus eventually. Um, of course I hope that as well. And my name's Yes. You know, right there as the, as the first head coach i will i do not think i'll be head coach uh after a couple of years it'll it'll be ready to move on from me and that'll be great um out of your hands and so you exciting. will let your baby go <laughs> I, will, I will happily let it fly without me <laughs> yes yeah but um i don't know what what do you think what's uh some of the most burning questions you think of how we're going to do things i could try to get well i mean is you, you kind of talked about how you're going to practice or, or like you, how often you're going to practice. Um, how do you see practice at the college level for gamers? How, how do you see a, a, a typical practice kind of rolling out? Like, do you have any idea how you want to format it? Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about, it. I have a rough outline that definitely will change, but it's, um, it's, it's, you know, meeting to, to talk initially, just starting the practice, figuring out what the schedule is going to be that day because we have to stagger. So one group can be playing, um, probably our league team is playing first, getting a practice game in while the rest of us are talking uh, either strategies or um, upcoming competitions we can get in um, and whatever else is coming up. And then, you know, swap over. Uh, the league team comes over and maybe reviews the video of the match they just watched. Um, uh, hopefully on a big screen or a big projector or something we can get a hold of. And uh, talks, again, talks strategy, talks over on some separate couches away from the people, the Overwatch and the, uh, and the Fortnite people practicing. And so kind of back and forth a little bit like that, occasionally mixing teams um, because some people will be have to be crossovers uh and occasionally just mix in to, to talk about events and fundraisers and special t-shirts we have to order because we all this stuff we're creating from scratch so <laughs> we have to have a right, lot of, right a lot of those extras we should recruit a pta to help us or something i don't know but um uh, <laughs> we're gonna be a, a you know trying to propel this whole program uh to the top to the forefront everywhere um and then always ending practice with some kind of physical training. So that is something that we are absolutely going to implement. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And you may be, okay. you, we may ask you, I think I've already said this, but we may ask you to help be a part of that, knowing your, your kickboxing background. Yeah. No, I'd love to. I'd love to help however I can. I, I'd love to even come in and, and just kind of watch practice just because I want to – I just – I like gaming. Um, yeah. So I think that, you know, that would be, I don't, wouldn't want to interrupt. I wouldn't want to, I know it's a serious business and they're trying to get work done. And, and that's absolutely, uh, right. you know, the, the priority. Um, I, I wouldn't want to interfere with that, but um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about it too. I'm excited. And I, I think there's, I think this is a, it's a cool time. You know, it's, I have changed uh, my idea, I think, as to what I think of esports as a sport. Um, I, I, I do not think it is a sport, but that does not make it any less um, important. Or any less uh, viable's not the right word. Like uh, uh, any less of a oh, it's not superfluous. It's not. It's it's not unnecessary. I think it has merit. Uh, I think it has a lot of merit, and I think it belongs on college campuses. You know, I just don't. I think calling it a sport, we may be splitting hairs with some people. If I, I don't want people to get hung up on that part of it, and me not thinking it's a sport. All I'm saying is. It's like, to me, it would be the equivalent of any other scholarship you get on campus for doing something to represent the school. I just don't happen to think it's yeah. a sport. It's, it's, I, I would liken it more to being on a debate team or, right. you know, something like that where you're representing the school, but you're, you know, maybe even academically. But it's, it's, it's more of in the background and it has less to do with your physical abilities in terms of um, – power speed and things that we've talked about, you know, kind of in class and more of a very specific set of reaction skills and cognitive ability. Uh, absolutely. Um, it's absolutely a skill. There's no doubt about it. And, and, and one that not everybody has, um, you gotta be, you could truly have to be good. Not just anybody could come and do it. It is. It does take, it does take skills. Uh, but I think even even some pro gamers, I think, agree with you, Stacy. There was there was a guy that won the Dota two. Cha- he was on the team that won the Dota two championship very recently, who just said, "No, I'm not an athlete, uh, you know." And but who cares? Like I play this game, and I'm you know right. I try my I, it is my job, and you know we just won, so obviously we're we're millionaires now. And he said, "I don't think it really matters. <laughs> I don't think it really matters if we call ourselves athletes." Uh, it is what it is. Right. It, it it deserves respect, and I think that's my ultimate point: is that it's just because you're not what I would consider an athlete doesn't mean it doesn't deserve deserve respect, because it absolutely yeah. does. I'm I'm absolutely with you there, and I've been ref- I refer to everyone now when I talk to the players as players, and so uh, I mean, right? We, we may there there may be some sticking points like like uh, the scholarship forms. We may have to say student athletes. I don't know, but. Uh, overall the message and all our media i'm saying we have 15 players and they are playing this and that game and i think that's right. the right language to use for right now yeah yeah and and i think that because we don't have a better way to categorize or maybe describe athletes is fine i mean you know we're we're really kind of just you know discussing the the least important part of all of this yeah. <laughs> in the end is how we you know, it, it's, uh, but it, I find it fascinating. You know, it's, it's, it is so new. And I think that part of it, the practice and kind of how that is laid out and, and what all that would entail is something that not many people really know, you know. And if you were interested, like we said, there will be some links, uh, that, that you could, uh, you know, seek out and, and, and learn a little bit more about, especially if, if esports is something that, that you're interested in. Cause obviously this is a university we're talking about. Uh, you do not have to be from the area. You can come to the school and, and uh, you know, uh, and, and, and move actually, you don't have to be from Alabama or in Montevallo necessarily right now to play for the team. So absolutely. You will eventually. Yeah. <laughs> eventually you have to be there, but not, not right now. 
Yeah, and we we hope to bring in as many people as possible and make it a little a little gaming community, especially since we are affiliated and are partnered with um, Game Studies and Design at the at the university. They're they're minor, so of course we would want anyone yeah. and everyone who's interested in in games. Period, to come on over. Um, I and I really think the practices will be a lot of fun. They will not be you know completely open. Uh, of course, you know we we can be there, and I have to be there. Uh, <laughs> and we'll have special <laughs> right. guests. We'll have special guests occasionally. Um, but you know, until we get our final practice space, you know, hopefully we're getting that little theater. Uh, right. Until we get until we get that, we just actually don't have the space too. We can't have a a, a giant tryout there. Um, and actually, honestly, now you're making me think we have to figure out how to do tryouts in November. So <laughs> I'm glad I came on the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we like to get people thinking here yeah. for sure. That's months yeah. out. I'm trying to think of August. That's it. That's right. One day at a time. Don't you've got plenty of time. You can start coming up with that stuff in October. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Well, the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, speed running, and 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 maybe if you would explain to the listeners what is what are what speed running. I'm sure they know, but what is speed running? Kind of what is that speed running culture? Because I know you know a lot more about that too, and and I guess tell them a little bit about you know your passion or your particular passion uh, in this in that area. Definitely, um, yeah. Uh, games done quick. GDQ was is my first introduction to speed running. And they do an event, uh, I believe, winter and summer. The summer one just happened. And it's always a fundraiser uh, for, I think, Doctors Without Borders. And they raise a, a few million dollars. But they, they take their speed running very seriously. So that is a, a great introduction. You can go Google it on YouTube. Um, and, I mean, speed running in general, yeah, is just trying to get the best time in a game, trying to beat something very, very quickly. Um, I am most interested in, in Super Metroid. It's the only game I know how to beat in a, um, I'm not going to say an amazing time or some kind of world record. I am way down the list, but, uh, only kind of semi-impressive time if you're impressed with that kind of thing. Um, but there are speed runners for all types of games all around the world. Uh, and they're usually pretty funny to watch too, if you're watching, uh, especially on GDQ, cause they'll just run. They run through the games and they, you know, sometimes go out of bounds and clip and do these really weird moves that you never thought was possible. And um, they've mastered them. So it's kind of cool to see people break games um, or just like Super Metroid to me, the, the, the part that I play, uh, I play the any percent kind of run, which is uh, no, you can't just beat it in 10 minutes. You can't just do like uh, reprogramming it by getting stuck in the walls. Um, that is a, a division you can win, I guess, but I play the, the, <laughs> the, you have to beat the game in kind of norm, not normal order, but you have to beat the game, uh, by beating all the bosses and by doing everything you can with only slightly breaking the rules of gravity or something like that. Nothing, no major glitches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 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 And I picked it up about a year ago. Um, I saw a colleague of ours, uh, Scott Veragona, post his Mega Man 3, I believe, uh, speed run, and it was amazing. I had never known anyone who actually did it, and he just said, yeah, you should give it a try or look it up. 
and I, uh, I never looked back after I started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've taken some big breaks, but, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. The summer, it was really good to do it over the summer when I had a lot of time, uh, you know, took kind of a little break and then took a big break. And then now I've been doing it a little more, although, um, it's hard when you get back to it, you realize you lose some of the, <laughs> you lose some of the memory of what comes next after, in the 500 rooms you have to enter. And, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to beat my old time, my 2018 time to no avail to no avail, but that there's, that's no reason not to continue to try. I have to beat it this summer. I have made it a goal of mine. So before we start school back <laughs> again, I have to beat it by like at least a second. And, uh, I, that's, that's, that's most of why I like doing this. Um, super Metroid happens to be one of my favorite games. So that's, that's an extra bonus. Um, but it's the kind of speed running game. And so, some games lend itself to this. Some games don't. Um, the kind of game that you can learn a few, like just techniques and strategies and little tiny things of how to avoid this boss to make your run 30 seconds longer. Uh, how to make this boss way quicker. How to you know uh, skip this entire section when you're not supposed to. Um, and so... You know, you learn a few things, you watch a few videos, and then you just, sometimes you just got to grind it. You just play yeah. <laughs> for like three yeah. hours, three hours straight, occasionally just resetting, 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 resetting. And then you get like, <laughs> and then you get this golden run where you're just shouting, especially if you're streaming it on Twitch or something. You're just going, oh my God, is this going to be it? Is this going to be it? Sometimes it is, and sometimes wah, wah. it, yeah, sometimes it isn't, and that's almost the swings, man. It's kind of like poker. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, feeds yeah, that side. Well, well, you enjoy it though. I mean, that's the thing. If it wasn't something that was, if it wasn't fun, you couldn't just keep resetting and 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 doing that. It's something that you really enjoy. Uh, absolutely right. Yeah, I, that comes from Super Metroid being, in my opinion, a really good game great replay um and then some of it as i don't know how this is going to sound but some of this doing the moves and it's only a video game but you know when you learn a really hard move all the people on twitch who stream it they're always like oh you did a swag move you did this this extra move that doesn't even save time but you know how to do it and it's really hard uh that kind of stuff <laughs> you know if you land it and you run you're like all right i got that that's a that's a really satisfying room to run through and you got it. So that's yeah, kind of cool. Well, I equate it to a lot of things in, in gaming where it's kind of a, it's kind of a flex, you know, it's like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not even going to ride this particular mount. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go ahead and summon it. So everyone can see that I have it. And <laughs> uh, you know, gotcha. it has nothing to, it, it, they do, you do, you see people like that in Warcraft all the time. They've got either, uh, it's usually a mount. Because that's the most obvious, uh, you know, flex that you can that you can really show off right. in the game, and and uh, you know some of them are very difficult to attain because you have to you know you don't have to go find out everything it took. It's like I know that 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 was hours and hours and 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 just a huge investment of not only time but uh, you know that that that's a that's a good player kind of like you know sometimes the elite players. Or the really really lucky ones that get the the you know the low percentage drop. Um, right. I, I did it. I remember actually. I had a uh, back when um, again this may mean nothing to you, but the the uh, the Burning Crusade I think is it was the expansion. 
I think it was Burning Crusade. It may have been the Lich King. Um, yeah, it was the Lich King. So uh, in the Lich King, I think there is a there's a a dungeon that you have to go through, Magister's Terrace, and it's the Blood Elves and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Long story short, you can get like a, a, a cosmetic pet basically that I can summon, and he flies around behind me. But uh, it was yeah. a very low percentage drop when it happened. And so, uh, and it's this little uh, phoenix, this little tiny phoenix that okay. would just fly behind me. And it was, a, it, like I said, it was a low percentage drop. I happened to get it. Uh, no one else in my group, and it was in the guild I was in at the time. No one else had it. And uh, so every chance I got, I would pull out the phoenix so that everybody could see I had it. And then I had also completed this other, uh, this other series of quests to become... Uh, it, it was like they have seasonal events in Warcraft, and yeah. I had this uh, this this uh, it was a, it's like a fire basically it's like a little not a furnace but like a little torch, and it's it's for the, the the whatever the burning festival that they have, and if you click on it and you type backslash dance, you turn into this flame that's dancing next to it. <laughs> okay. And again, so it was another it was another flex of mine where I would just pull it out and show people that I had completed that series. It's not an easy, it takes time. And there are a couple of the achievements that are pretty difficult. Um, so anyway, and then someone as says, I commandeered your story. And then someone says, Stacy, put that away. Let's go on a real mission. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, it's that that's like six years old and, or 10 years old and nobody cares. <laughs> uh, it's the, it's the last, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not that cool, bro. And I'm like, okay, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, speed, speed running has been pretty cool to get into. I've only been in it. Uh, it's my second summer, so a little over a year. But um, it keeps bringing me back. It's a tiny, tiny community, which is insane to me because only like, you know, you're sitting there talking about flexes. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, there's that exists here. But then I think there's, there's only like 300 guys in the world who, who, are, who, who are impressed by it. Yeah, and some of them, right, for – so it's just so crazy to, to find this little group that's such a small community. Um, but hey, you know, when we're all on Twitch at the same time, it seems like a, a gigantic group of people. <laughs> no, that's true. And, and I think you can safely say and legitimately say that you're in the top 300 in the world. So, well, so, okay. So 300 active users, Stacy, I should have said that. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm 516th in my, uh, my rankings on speedrun.com. I have it up right here. So, <laughs> so not, <laughs> I not, mean, not just so good. happened. That's, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, that was just a <laughs> random occurrence. Not, yeah. Just so happens to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's about a, uh, you're in the top 300 of the active users hey in the world. i have to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's true that's true yeah but it's been well, cool i pick it up occasionally but uh, yeah, well that's i mean i think that's fantastic and we'll you know we'll put a link to your exact location also in uh, in the description so okay so they can find you yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so any closing thoughts any 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 last uh last any last words uh, no, I'm just proud to, uh, proud to be on this podcast. I love listening to it. Uh, so it's a real honor. I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't get to hear any of Amanda's 
uh, Britishisms or anything like that. That's one of my favorite. Parts no, we'll it. we'll have to have you back so you can. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can. You, yeah. Just for there that, if nothing else. Okay, you, you can have a little session. It's like a, a Brendan reacts to British slang or something <laughs> like that. Or does that's yeah? Right. Does can, can he guess what it is? <laughs> yes, I like it. That will be the first segment. Can Brendan reacts and responds to, uh, and it will be with a question mark. Brendan responds appropriately. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I like it. I dig it. Well, this that wraps up great. this episode of Retro Rebel. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm thank you for coming. That's the, I I'm and like I said, I hope that you'll come back. I will. Well, good. Yes. Well, that wraps up this episode. I want to thank Brendan for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, TempleOfGeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at RetroRebel at TempleOfGeek.com. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. 